0: And obviously, we're turning the corner on September, and on the weekend we start in October, and some new laws go into effect, and uh, we'd like to talk about those and also a couple other things she's written uh, recently in the Hartford Current. Allison Cross joins us now in Brian and Company. Allison, good morning.
1: Good morning. How are you?
0: I'm good. Maybe for people listening, we could just quickly tick through a couple things that are kicking into effect on October 1st, and then we can talk about some other stuff. Um, What is coming when it comes to red light cameras?
1: Yeah, so starting October 1st, residents, not initially, but they'll have to start looking out for red light cameras, speed cameras at intersections. Um, Essentially, October 1st is the date when towns and cities can begin installing these automated traffic enforcement systems that capture images of vehicles and their license plates whenever a driver runs a red light or uh, drives 10 miles per hour or more over the speed limit. Wow.
0: And so these aren't, are some towns like ready to go right away or is going to take some time?
1: I know that the towns, each town needs to go through a process, they need to be approved by the Department of Transportation. And another key important part. Is they need to hold a public hearing with the residents of their town uh, to be able to comment on where these places can go and how the community feels about it. So that process yeah. obviously takes a little bit of time.
0: Man, I mean, I I did. Uh, there was a spot in New Jersey when I worked at CNBC where if I didn't stop at the white line, they took a picture and they, and you got a ticket in the mail. And I, and then I went to appeal it just because I was so offended. It was like two in the morning. I was going to work and 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 i went to the appeal and like there were h- hundreds of people there appealing this and it just seemed like a just a real just a revenue generator so i'm curious about how uh, many communities will adopt it um i think a lot of people don't like it i mean safety is important but that was just a little editorializing on my part um uh, what about um when it comes to like we we talked a lot over the summer with these street takeovers and stuff is there something that addresses those
1: Yes, there are a few new laws um, that kind of address street takeovers with building a task force to take a look at them. But um, one of the new pieces of legislation is um, it. Th- there's an act that makes it illegal for people to incite or recruit participation in a street takeover that this session was expanded to include Social media and um, virtual or uh, communications and phones and that sort of thing, um, and violating that law can result in a prison sentence of up to six months or a fine of up to a thousand dollars or both. Um, but another key part of that legislation is it also expands the definition of a street takeover. Um, to taking over a public highway or parking area and blocking or, and impeding traffic for, uh, for users of the road or the intent to cause disorder or create a nuisance. And I think that's probably was put in there because a lot of these uh, takeovers are happening late at night when people might not necessarily be on the roads, but whether or not someone comes in and tries to use that intersection, the intent is still there to block it. Right.
0: Right. We're talking with Allison Cross from the Hartford Current here on Brian and Company about a, a slew of, of laws that go into effect on October the 1st, and there's a, there's a bunch more. Uh, you know, the energy reimbursement, and that's just – that that's come from way back when we had some big storms and, and there was real failure to get power back on? Is Because this, this feels like this – something like this would have already happened, but I guess not.
1: Yes, that leg- legislation did come about after those big storms where people mm-hmm. were without power for – Days and days, and essentially starting October 1st, um, the electric companies must provide customers with a $25 account credit um, for every day that they went without power. And that kicks in when a power outage, when a power outage lasts for uh, more than four days after an emergency, and that emergencies can be a hurricane, a storm, a tornado, any sort of natural event, or fire explosion that results in um, 69% of the uh, company's customers experiencing an outage. Um, So that's something new that people can look forward to. And another key part of that is uh, people who meet this qualification can also receive $250 for food or medication that's spoiled as a result of the power outage.
0: Um, That's... uh... That's a good thing, uh hopefully we don't have any storms that kick that into effect. You know we talked a lot on the show about when they were discussing whether there should be a bear hunting season, and they didn't that didn't get through, but some elements of this you know exploding bear problem in Connecticut are being addressed what What can people do as it relates to bears?
1: Yes, so as you said, the bear hunt wasn't passed this year. But starting October 1st, you residents will be allowed to kill a black bear um, in self-defense or if the bear enters an occupied building or is likely to cause um, great bodily harm to a person or a pet. Um, So people are permitted to use deadly force against a bear there. And farmers can also apply for a permit from the Department of energy and environmental protection to kill nuisance wildlife, including bears um, that have caused damage to their property. Once they're able to show that we've tried all these different non-lethal efforts to stop the damage, nothing's working. We need to take that step and kill the bear or the coyote or whatever the animal is.
0: Yeah. They also, there are penalties for intentionally feeding bears, but I I can't, I can't see that being enforced. I mean, I I don't know. I mean, if someone listening get cited for feeding a bear, please let us know. Uh, we're talking with Allison Cross of the Hartford Current. I also want to just ask you real quick before we let you go, um, you've got a couple more stories since you wrote the piece on October 1st. Uh, nip bottles are a mess in one town, and they're doing something about it?
1: Yes. Um, in Vernon, like many towns across the state, um, since, the, since Connecticut has started counting um, and taking that $0.05 cent tax on nip bottles, They've counted over 94 million bottles sold. and These bottles are ending up in public spaces, and one of the most dangerous parts is they're ending up along roadways, at intersections, stop signs just thrown out at the highway. Um, So Vernon really is taking a look at this, and they're starting a NIP responsibly campaign with the Department of Transportation, and they're kind of seeing it from all sides. They're recognizing that NIP bottles It's not just littering. It's a sign of people drinking and driving on the roads, which poses a Hmm. huge public safety concern. Um, So they're cleaning up their litter. They're using the money from that five cent uh, tax to clean up the litter and then also to funnel more resources into substance abuse programs um, and also uh, drunk driving deterrence efforts um, to improve safety and um, the look of their town.
0: And the story you published last night, you know, we've done it in our newscast this morning about abortion activists and the sort of, I guess, consolidating a more regional effort. Just tell us quickly about that.
1: Yeah. So essentially, um, Connecticut is going to be part of the nation's first regional model for reproductive health care advocacy. Um, they're joining this group that initially came out of Massachusetts called Reproductive Equity Now. Um, And they're looking at protecting abortion um, and reproductive rights within the um, within New England. And we're part of that um, new uh, we're part of that regional organization, along with uh, New Hampshire and Massachusetts, as I said. And um, our elite leaders are really seeing this as um, going on the offense and making sure that we're protecting uh, reproductive rights that are in place in the state and making sure that no, that no more are taken away.
0: Got it. Listen, you can read all Allison's stuff on any of these three stories at current.com. There's more laws that she discusses in that piece as well. Uh, Allison, as always, thanks for joining us.
1: Yeah, thank you. Have a great day.
0: Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone.